0: yeah no doing an in-person podcast is so much better because you get the the vibe you can get the emotions you get like you're you're in it feel in it
1: oh my god i completely agree this is totally different and i love it so much already
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've done a, a lot of zoom ones some of my really like favorite episodes have been through zoom or like just online oh yeah but i don't know there's something about just doing them in person that's way better what was that? Oh, that was my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh gosh. I think I need to get like really good video quality too. And it's really hard I think on Zoom, but I just need yeah. a better webcam, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if
0: you just get like a simple um, camcorder or something. Yeah. It'll work. I even just bought another camera. I think I have it in here. I could show you afterwards. Okay. Um and that would work really well too. Nice. But, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, We live in a time where like creating content is probably extremely important, like especially for somebody who owns a business and somebody who wants to like get themselves out there and kind of what they're doing. Like it's extremely important. So good camera quality, sound quality is extremely important.
1: Right. I, and I didn't spend much money on like my podcast mic and you don't I can, need to. Right. And I immediately seen a huge difference and I'm like, yeah, this was a great <laughs> purchase. I'm not-
0: <laughs> see, I, I bought all this equipment and then I recently started doing, um, like, uh, uh, interviews like outside of the studio, like going to different businesses and whatnot. So I invested in these little mics that you can just clip mm-hmm. on and the sound quality to those are amazing
1: Oh, really? and,
0: and they're pretty cheap. And I'm like, man, I should have just did something like this instead of buying this whole, like all the studio equipment.
1: I literally was like, when I was looking at mics, I was like, do I just get one of these portable ones so that I can just like, it can be multi-purposeful. It's smaller. It's easier. Yeah, I'm like, maybe, but I'm going to start with this one because it's cheap and we're just going to go with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So tell me about your podcast. You, you just started recently. Tell me about it. How how was it going? Like, do you, do you enjoy doing it? What's I, the dynamic of learning how to do a podcast like? I mean, it's been so long since I've started, but what was that like for you?
1: So I came up with the name first, um, and I came up with it a really long time ago, and it's called Talk Clutter To Me, and I've always loved the name. I knew I wanted to do something with that name. I just didn't know what it was. I was at a retreat, and a really big um, influencer, I was talking to her about it because she they were getting ready to start up their podcast again. And I told her the name and she's like, you need to go get that domain name right now. (laughs) I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, it's that good. You need to get it now. And so I purchased the domain name right then and there and I started working on it. And it's all about being organized and kind of taking you behind the scenes, behind the curtain on what it takes to become organized and just being real with people. Because I feel like people see all of these influencers and organizers on Instagram and TikTok and I'm like, oh, that's so unachievable. It's so unrealistic. Like, why would you take rice out of the container and put it in this other random container? And um, I tell people, I'm like, you don't have to do it. It just works better for this and this reason. And so I like to bring people behind the scenes and give them a real life. Hey, this is why people do this, and you don't really need to fold all your underwear with socks if you don't find it fun you don't need to i don't <laughs> i'm probably the only organizer out there that's gonna tell you i don't fold my socks and i don't fold my underwear they just get thrown into a drawer so do you my... match your
0: socks up or no. do you mismatch them do you wear so them so
1: i have all black socks
0: oh okay. so i
1: have in my drawer like drawer dividers so like this middle section is all my socks but they're all black so i just need to grab two <laughs> socks and head out the door <laughs> I don't look I can literally (laughs) grab two bashing socks but uh, I'm like you don't have to fold your socks if you don't want to and it can still be organized
0: see my daughter she's so particular with her socks I feel like maybe I'm particular too I, I match them all up even though they all match so I guess that makes no sense Um, but my daughter, she doesn't like them like when you, you know, roll them together. Mm -hmm. So it's like a ball. Yeah. She wants you to like lay them flat because she has socks that you have to match. Like they have like pictures and and whatnot on them. So she wants to lay flat and like flattened out. I'm like, this is a lot of work.
1: (laughs) She wants them laid flat and then you can like tuck one inside the other. So it's not like rolled into each other. And Mm -hmm. then it's like a little rectangle. You could do that. That's a good idea. Yeah but I'm not the kind of person that folds my socks if a <laughs> client wants me to fold so- socks I'll fold the socks but not that kind of person <laughs>
0: so how did you get involved into that I mean because we were just talking you you said that you worked at the in the audio auto industry for a while mm-hmm. how did you get involved in the decluttering of people's houses and businesses and, and why would you want to do that
1: <laughs> that's a great question why would I want to go do that for other people to uh,
0: <laughs> By the way, that's your water.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I used to work in automotive, and actually I helped establish um, the plant, the Magnet Exteriors plant here in Lansing. And there I learned about Lean Systems and 5S. And that's kind of just automotive term for, like, the automotive way of organizing things for the least organized person, pretty much. And Wait, the I, auto industry
0: is organized?
1: It can <laughs> be? <10B? laughs> <laughs> If anybody works on the line, if anybody like it works on the floor, they understand that there are some organizing systems. They might not mm-hmm. notice it at first, but there are systems that were pre-built for them to for right. them to know exactly where the broom goes without having to overthink it. Yeah. And um I fell in love with that kind of system is like how do you make things super easy for everybody else so that the st- The stupidest least organized person knows where the broom goes and so I took that and I put it into my own home actually like I labeled where bowls and plates went inside my cabinet and people teased me relentlessly my friends and family did but nobody ever put the bowls and plates in the wrong spot ever they always went in the right spot and so I then found out about Marie Kondo and from Netflix, she had like that Netflix show Mm -hmm. and I was like, wait, people will pay me to do that. Like I love doing that, but people (laughs) will pay me to do that. Um, And along the way I just kind of trickled into it because I, I was hating kind of my job and like I transitioned from automotive to nonprofit world, but I was also not happy with my job. And so I was like, well, let me give this a try. And I started falling in love with it.
0: Wow. So when did you start the business?
1: I started the business uh, about three years ago. Yeah, about three years ago, right before the shutdown, right before the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) And so I didn't touch the business for about a year and a half. So I've really actually been doing the business full time for about two years now.
0: Wow. And so since you started the business, obviously you had a year and a half of not doing anything. But since then... What what is it? Has it been successful? What is what has it been like?
1: Yeah, so um, let's think here. 2020. So then 2021. Around summer of 2021 was when I was like, okay, we're we're gonna get moving on this, um, because I wanted to eventually quit my full time job that I had. I loved what I did, but I didn't like the people I did it for, and so it took me roughly almost a year to get to the point where I'm like, I think I can quit my job now. And so we decided. Mm-hmm in 2022, if we can, for the first four months, if we can say, okay, Amanda, you're bringing in this much money every single month, um, that we can live off of this, you know, and we can look at quitting your job. And so I was able to do that relatively easily. Solo, I started bringing people on then, and I was able to quit. I was Got to the comfortable part of quitting my job, but I didn't want to leave my full time job high and dry in the middle of summer because that's the busy season. Mm. So, what I did was is I worked full time business, full time, full time oh. job for from January 2022 till uh through August, and then I quit my job August 31st, 2022, September 1st, I was officially on my own. Wow, and my husband had a really bad car accident September oh. 1st. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh and so like I bad I, as in like
1: he was in the hospital for two weeks and off work for seven months oh yeah so it was not how I envisioned my first six months of doing the business solo was going to look but we made it work and we're still solo I'm still owning my business still you know making it work <laughs> <laughs> Finally getting like everything back under control. Like I felt like so many things were outside of my control for so long and now yeah. I feel like I'm back in
0: control. So, did he recover? Is he Yeah,
1: he's uh he's healthy now. He's um you know, he started CrossFit probably last month. So oh, nice. He's trying to build back his strength and everything, but yeah. Yeah, he's he's doing much much better now.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, car accidents can be very dangerous. <laughs> so dangerous, and I was oh. so
1: fortunate and lucky to have so many like <clears> friends <throat> and family members, um, help us. And so I don't think I could have gotten or could have kept the business going without their help. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was like, I literally am trying. I'm like trying to get the business to a point where I'm like working on it. That's my main thing. And then this happened. <laughs>
0: oh that's so so frustrating and sad and everything um now when you go into somebody's house or to a client for the first time what is the process like do you like how do you know what to do
1: so um the first step is always a strategy session so i do a 30 to 45 minute strategy session where we talk about their goals and i get to see the space um that's really where all my ideas start to pop up is when I first am seeing the space and I'm understanding their goals. Some people want a macro level of organizing. They're like, I just want stuff in bins and I want it labeled. Camping. I want it labeled. Um, tools. Whatever. Macro. Really quick. Really easy. Bare bones. Micro organizing. We're getting to the nitty gritty details and making sure there's mm-hmm. very sm- like functional systems for the smaller things that you do. Um, So figuring out that process. And then I think of product I can bring in. I usually will brainstorm. Like, here's what I want to do. I want to bring in a cube organizer over here. We're going to put some bins in there. It's going to store your paper like this. I start to bring in some different ideas and um, it's just kind of uh, based on what I'm seeing. I like to reuse things they already have. So if I see something's not being utilized very well, I'll try and figure out a way to make that work client wanted to get rid of a desk in her basement once and I'm like no I don't want you to get rid of that I actually want to repurpose it and I repurpose it into a gift wrapping station
0: oh cool so wow so how do you keep up with like modern trends and everything I mean because obviously things change all the time so how, how do you keep up with that
1: lots of Instagram and TikTok <laughs> it's it's part of my job to be on instagram now um but yeah instagram and tiktok give me lots of great new ideas because i'm i'm giving other organizers awesome ideas too but they're also giving me these great ideas um i'll just go shop and walk around the container store every now and then Mm. which is an organizer's dream if you've never heard of the container store yes amazing um i probably don't walk out of there spending anything less than a couple hundred dollars anytime <laughs> i'm there but it's because i find so many new and interesting products that i'm like wait a second what if i used this riser for this instead or there's millions different products in there so
0: so do you do it on a uh, like a base to base thing like you you don't go and just stock up on stuff you just decide like i'm gonna go see this client's house and then ch- try to figure out from there what they might need specifically and then you go and get that or do you keep stock of things?
1: I do keep an inventory in my garage. Um I've taken up roughly half of our garage. And my (laughs) husband husband loves it.
0: Um
1: I've taken up roughly half the garage of inventory, but what I keep on hand is the things that I know I trust and I use a lot of. The things that are maybe like unique, I'll buy on a case by case basis. I had a client recently who needed a very Unique kind of shoe organizer that went over her door, but it was for shoes that were a bit bulkier. So mm-hmm. it wasn't something that I was going to be able to find at like Target. So I had to do a little bit more searching for IKEA. <laughs> IKEA is also wonderful. They have so <laughs> many things.
0: <laughs> That's where we shop a lot for, for things, various things.
1: And what's really oh. nice about IKEA stuff is you, uh, most of their things, you can repurpose into different ways too. If you're not using that cube organizer, for your entertainment center you can use it as a secondary desk storage area with mm-hmm. paper storage in there right you right you can use it for toy storage yeah. Ikea stuff is really multi-purposeful
0: yeah it's really nice i actually just built recently um we have so we have these cube like i think they're like like a single stack there there's like two of them two bins um and they're like we use them for toy bins mm-hmm. um but then how many did we have i think we had like Maybe there are four. Yeah, they lay sideways like this. Sorry. Anyways, I just built a guinea pig cage, and I I stacked or I made, I put the guinea pig cage on top of. I'll show you when we're done. Um, and so like it kind of like repurposed as like this storage for the guinea pig cage. Like all the stuff for the guinea pig goes and in, in those bins, and then the guinea pig cage is on top of it. percent. Oh, it's kind of cool.
1: I love yeah. using the cube organizers that way. That's probably one of my favorite tools to use is the cube organizers and you got to make sure they're the 13 inch cubes though um and my number one reason why for them to be the 13 inch cubes not the 11 the 11 are the cheap
2: mm, ones and they're really yeah.
1: flimsy the 13 inch ones are a lot more sturdy no matter where you get them from um but you can the bin that fits in there you can put organizers inside the bin to hold paperwork because mm. they can hold papers and hanging file folders if you oh, put the right yeah. organizers on the inside then it's really cute but then it holds more for toys it holds more for whatever else you're storing But i love that and i love and even in my son's room we use the top of the cube organizer as a secondary play area
0: oh, okay very cool yeah i can imagine what it'd be like to live with an organizer <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my husband loves it he's very
1: adhd um if it's not in his direct line eyesight he doesn't really know it exists (laughs) whereas i want everything hidden away right so it's been it in the 10 years we've been together it has been a very fun experience to figure out how to balance our two crazies
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that you mention how um in the auto industry they they have a specific way of organizing things because i mean it's the same way in at general motors where they call it wpo workplace organization mm-hmm. um where you literally like the team leader's desk you tape you, you literally put tape around the dumbest things like stapler or like hand sanitizer or like and you box it all in i'm like this is so dumb like why would you why would you i've always thought it was dumb i'm like why would you do this but that's actually a good point is like for the dumbest person Exactly. You, you know where things go. Exactly, and I just <laughs>
1: and I literally uh, a week or so ago, I I actually was able to do this uh, this specific process you're talking about for a client, and I always wish that more clients who were vi- need visual organizing would let me do this, but not everybody does. And she, there was a spot we'd put the broom on the wall in the garage, and she's like, "My mom's not gonna know." where the broom goes back once it's gone can we put like an outline or something around i'm like yes <laughs> and i was immediately excited And we pulled out a sharpie and it just drew on the wall the outline so immediately when you pull it away you know this is the only thing that matches that shape we're getting down to one-year-old two-year-old level we're like does the shape match <laughs> <laughs> it matches let's go <laughs>
0: You'd be surprised. There's There'd be people that would still screw it up. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and then the
1: team leader is like, come on. That's not even the right shape.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh.
1: But, yeah, the, so I, t- I took that love of 5S and lean systems mm-hmm. and trying to make things streamlined as possible to be most efficient. I took that, incorporated my um, – My love for interacting with people, asking open-ended questions to get to the root problem to help make people's spaces functional and organized for the way they live.
0: What is the root problem of somebody not being organized, would you say? Like, is it just that they don't know how or is it just that they've never, yeah, like, is it that they don't know how to be organized?
1: Some people, it's it, it's it varies. It varies yeah. uh, for a while. There after my husband's car crash, I was very very unorganized and uh, my space was not organized either. And so the reason for that was because there was a big life change in my life. There was a big event that just had happened mm-hmm. that it was completely out of my control. Um, for some people, they were never taught how to be organized, or um, the life they grew up in was always in a constant state of disarray so that's just kind of what they grew up knowing right and some people just want to be organized they just don't know where to start and they don't have the resources to do that and they're the kind of people that love to just they they binge watch clean talk or organizing tiktok (laughs) stuff and they're like oh i love this but i I just just don't know how to do it it." right
0: right
1: (laughs) so yeah that tends to be the thing or or they they'll read a book And they think that there's one way to be organized. And because they need the visual organizing, they can't be organized. Right. And I flip it on its head. I'm like, everybody can be organized. You just need the system that works for the way your brain works instead.
0: So how do you determine how somebody needs to be organized? I mean, do you sit there and just ask them questions? What is the process for that?
1: Yeah, that strategy session that I do, it's a lot of open-ended questions. It's very... Very open-ended, like.
0: What kind of questions do you ask?
1: So one of my first questions is like, what's your goal? Because one person's goal is going to be, is going to change how fast we go versus how slow we go um, to make their goal achieved. The other thing I asked is, are they out of sight, out of mind? So my husband is a great example of that. Again, if it's in a cabinet, he doesn't know it exists because it's not in his line of sight. Um, Some people. That could be a good thing it could be a good thing. <laughs> Some people are like kind of in the middle, like they're out of sight out of mind, but if it's labeled with the word, they can do it. Some people prefer pictures. So it's a lot of like getting down to the nitty-gritty of what's worked before for them, what hasn't worked before, and um kind of what their natural state is. And then I take note of kind of where things are already kind of laying around sounds really weird but i take note of that because yeah. if like a book ba- if like the book bags <laughs> tend to um just naturally be in this area of a room i'm like okay they need a spot and organizing system for the bags right there because that's where yep. they naturally put them i'm not trying to move their bags to a totally different area right
0: i right. want to try
1: and make it as streamlined and easy functional where the mess is already being made right right and so it's a lot of just looking and seeing, kind of. I what's see you happening. judging me. I see you
0: judging me. <laughs> just, <laughs> just some hooks, whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. That's uh, that's actually extremely important because, like, I've I've gone to so many people's houses. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I mean, I, my stuff hangs up generally. Like my lunch bag and everything mm-hmm. I need for like everyday use mm-hmm. is usually like h- hung up. You pass it on the way down, but. Like some people, you go to their houses and they just have things thrown. Like they don't take care of their things. And it's just, I guess maybe it's because they don't know where to put it, where it would be functional, where it would be easiest.
1: Yeah, that's that's really the thing is um, for a lot of people, when they start to get into that mindset and they're thinking like, huh, this isn't working or I don't like this, but like I don't, they want it to be perfect. That's probably one of the biggest um, barriers for a lot of people to bring even ask me questions to begin with is there's this barrier of I needed to be right the first time I needed to be perfect and that's the problem is like if they're trying to do it on their own they have to get that out of their mind mm-hmm. it's not going to be perfect the first time but you just got to make little steps yeah. progress over perfection really
0: well or and you got to figure out like what works because like even if you do it yourself or you pay somebody else to do it It might not be right the first time. It might not be functional for you specifically. Like, I mean, my wife and I have changed so many things in the house just because like it doesn't fit or doesn't seem to work right, you know? And so we just redo it. Yeah. You just just find a different way.
1: I think um, we've done uh, our garage. We've done a whole reorganizing of our personal garage, I think twice now. We've had it wow. for probably two or three, probably two years. We've done oh. one, one every summer now. <laughs> but it's because um, lifestyle changed. Mm-hmm. So having my product in our basement wasn't working. I needed to find space in the garage. Right. So then we had to bring it all up. Now what's the garage look like? Okay, this isn't working because of A, B, and C. We're living in it. And then we decide, okay, this isn't working. How do we fix these problems Oh, we just have to move this over here. And then that fixes all of that problem. Right.
0: Okay. What is the coolest uh, organization that you've done? Ooh, okay. Do you have any pictures or anything of it?
1: So I, I love, um, so there's two things I love to organize the most in my life. And one is garages, actually. I have a huge working knowledge, hands on working knowledge of tools. And so I love doing garages and tools specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a keynote speaker in September oh. um, for the American Society Professional Organizers and talking about organizing garages.
0: Really, where's that at?
1: That is in Orlando. Wow! So I'm getting, I'm going down there, spending a couple days, but I'll be a keynote speaker on that. And Very so garages, cool. I love. And there is a garage recently. I was on WILX, super recent garage that I recently did, and it is probably one of my favorites because I was able to put in so many different customized uh, systems and they had so many different kinds of stuff. So it wasn't just a storage garage. Like the one guy loved bikes and she loved gardening and they had a dog and they had kids. There was so many different things. And so I was able to put so many different kinds of systems together for each person really.
0: Are there specific systems that you typically stick to like garage systems or do you just find- It's
1: really customized to the... That's probably the other thing that makes me a little unique. I feel like everybody sees these garage systems mm-hmm. that you can spend thousands of yeah, dollars for, which are beautiful and they're highly customizable. So you can literally move hooks around. I like to organize garages without those a lot of the time. And so I use what's already there and I just add stuff to it. That's really what I like to do. Like for this garage that I'm talking about, he's a huge bike lover and he has so many wheels, like bike wheels, different kinds. And they were just stuffed on top of a shelf when we got there. I installed hooks that mounted from the ceiling so that he could put his bikes on those those bike wheels on the hooks and get to them so easily. And they were off the shelf. That's cool. And it looks really, really cool in
0: there. So, is there um, video or footage of this?
1: Yeah. So, WILX uh, Studio Ten did um, an interview with me where I kind of went around the garage. Actually, Let's see if um, I can find it. Yeah. So, find that. And so, I love doing garages. Um, I also love my garage because there's so many different kinds of tools in my garage, and so <laughs> I get to really get very nitty gritty with the tools. <laughs> We actually do team trainings and I'll have people come into my garage to learn more about garage organizing when I have new team members.
0: <laughs> How many people do you have working for you?
1: I have one full-time and one part-time right now. And Is it on
0: your website, by the way? Is this on your website?
1: It should be on my website, yeah. So if you go to my website and you uh, easylifeorganizing.com slash media should take you to all the media stuff that I've done. And I think the WILX interview should be one of the top ones. It is. Nice.
0: So, I'm sorry. You said how many people work for you?
1: I've got a full-time, a part-time, and a virtual assistant. So I've got three people that work with me on a few different things.
0: That's exciting. It's really exciting. You went from just you over a year ago or about a year ago to now three people or four people? Yeah. That's insane.
1: It's insane and it's it's I'm really really thankful for the team I've had. I just had somebody um kind of transition off the team, but it, just, I'm going to miss her so freaking much, but she's got bigger and better things that she needs to do. Yeah,
0: everybody has to move on, right? <laughs>
1: no, it makes me sad. All
0: right, let's play this video. If it will play. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, so garages are my number one thing. Oh,
0: Oh, why is it not playing audio? Hold on. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Okay, hold on. I don't know if... I need you to come do my garage. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. (laughs) My garage is such a mess.
1: What's crazy is um, I love doing garages, but uh, it's a seasonal thing. I don't do garages once it gets too cold or it starts to snow consistently. I stop doing garages at a certain point.
0: What's that point? Like fall?
1: Toward the end of fall. Because normally like a hoodie and a jacket is fine yeah. for a little bit. But if it starts getting to be freezing or snowing, because we have to pull everything out. So oh, it being yeah. wet, we can't yeah. pull everything out. Um, I was able to do a garage back in January or February, but she had a ton of open space in her garage and it was slightly heated. Mm. So it worked
0: out really That's well. That's awesome
2: on our hand. And what better way to use it than by organizing, Yeah, especially in spaces right here, like this garage, which at first can seem very overwhelming. But Amanda from Easy Life Organizing is going to make it a lot easier. Amanda, we're standing in the after right now, but I want you to walk us through the before.
1: So the before, imagine this, like where the bikes are right now. Mm -hmm. Just a kind of a heaping pile of random stuff where the toys are at super big piles you didn't know what was back there wow. or what was underneath mm-hmm. and everything um tons of clutter back in the corner and imagine this like you know you have something you just oh. don't wear it's at and so then you have to go to the store and get a new thing because and then eventually you find it again and so organizing the garage makes it to where you don't have to go back out to the store
2: again wow. so amanda show me what you did right here with these bikes
1: so well, this area has to be one of my favorite parts, honestly, because this a specific person here loves bikes. As you can see, they <laughs> own six bikes in of yeah. itself, eight bikes plus tires. So what we did is we got an adjustable bike rack for okay. them. So as they grow and shrink the number of bikes they have, they can actually take segments out of it to grow oh, okay. and shrink the rack itself. So this makes it, again, accessible and easy for them specifically. He likes to do his own bike maintenance. So over here, what we've done is we've actually labeled each of these bins with the different items that are in it. Now,
2: this was the his side. Now let's move on over to the her side of the garage.
1: Yeah, so her side, she loves to garden. So we have tons of like gardening tools. Mm-hmm. Originally, we are just thrown up against the wall over here. And I'm like, no, we gotta get those off the ground, put them up on the wall. This little thing was my little surprise to her. It's actually a toolbox. So again, I like to take things and just use them in different ways. Inside of this is her everyday like gardening tools that she would just take out there.
2: All right, well let's move on over because I know we've done some work here at the charging station. What does this look like?
1: So what this was originally is these chargers were actually sitting on top of their chest freezer. Mm-hmm. And so think about this, like you come out and you need to grab some meat out of the chest freezer and now you got to move all of the chargers off of it. Yep. It's not working. So I took all of the chargers and put them all over here. Wow. So I got four different chargers for different batteries of different things she uses. So now They're all here, so when you know you need a new battery, you know there's already going to be one charged up on the charger.
2: Now, let's move over to the kids section. Because you know, that sometimes can be a big reason as to why there is a lot of clutter and disorganization in a home. And the more kids, the more clutter. Tell me The more kids, the more clutter, (laughs) and even
1: more so with this home because of where they're situated. This Mm. home is actually, they have a lot of kids that are here in this area that they play with other kids. So, it's so important to make this super accessible. When the kids know that they're gonna go play soccer, they know it's probably in that balls bin. If you can get stuff out with one hand and put it away with one hand, that is the best case scenario for everything.
2: Amanda, if somebody wants you to come to their home or to their office space. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I love doing garages. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess I'll have to send you some
1: pictures of like our, my tool. System because yeah. they don't have very many like everyday hardware y kind of tools, like just general handy tools, but I do. And mm-hmm. so I have like a whole setup yeah. in my garage for that. But so garages are my number one thing that I love doing. And I love organizing for nerdy people because <laughs> I am a nerd at heart. I was actually at the Capital City Comic Con right before oh, I came okay. here. <laughs> cool. And um, there, it, it's just, I love organizing for nerdy people. The dice, the board games, the uh, figurines all of that I love that so I actually had a client and um, we were able to organize and she's like I want like adult nerd vibe throughout my house and like it's all kind of just shoved into one area and it's not like adult nerdy it's too in your face and I'm mm. like okay well we're going to spread it out we're going to do this and we were able to turn her home into something that she's like really proud to bring her friends over for game night for that's
0: cool yeah yeah I could imagine that, I mean, for a lot of people organizing their house and getting things back to the way like that they want it probably helps them so much with like mental health and just being able to feel like they can live like comfortably.
1: Yes. So on my podcast, I talk about the four different kinds of clutter that take over our lives and they're physical, mental, emotional, and digital clutter. Digital is a newer one that not very many organizers are tackling yet, but I do. So, Can
0: you explain that? What's, it, what's digital clutter?
1: Digital clutter. So we have laptops and phones and tablets galore. <laughs> galore. Some of us are like me and have multiple emails. Yeah, that's me. So... And what happens is, is we just get so used to seeing either that really large red number that tells us how many unread messages we have in our inbox or or the thousands (laughs) of uh, documents in your download folder on your laptop. And we don't, Mm -hmm. because it's not across our desk, we tend to ignore it, but it's eating up space on our storage systems, whether that's your Gmail or your actual hard drive on your computer or your cloud storage. Is eating up space that you could be using otherwise. People tend to come to me once they're getting close to their limit of storage <laughs> <laughs> for the digital organizing. Or they want to go from paper organizing to more digital and they just don't know how or their inboxes are out of control. And they just, they're like, I don't have a system. Everything's just in the inbox.
0: So what do you, what do you, how do you do that? Do you? so a lot of times
1: do? um so email for instance i have two different options they can take my course that i have on my website and it's more of a self-paced they can just do it in their own free time i usually i give them a number like for every x amount of emails you have in your inbox i would set aside this amount of time mm. um or they How, can hire me to do it
0: to just go through and delete
1: <laughs> go through i go through and i sort i delete oh i don't delete I don't delete. I put it into a folder that I label as delete, and then you can delete it. Uh, I don't want to delete anything. So I put it into a folder, and then you delete when you're ready. Um, I'll unsubscribe from places you don't want those emails from anymore.
0: How time consuming is that?
1: So it it, it gets pretty time consuming depending on how many emails and how organized your inbox already is. Yeah. But then I give you the steps of, okay, here is now how you're going to utilize your email. Here are these folders. Here's how you're going to utilize your inbox now to where if you have more than 50 emails, this is going to start to feel very overwhelming now because you're, we're always trying to get back to inbox zero Mm. as much as possible.
0: Right. right. So. Wow. I never even thought about that. Having somebody declutter your email for you. It's
1: starting to become more popular and I'm learning more and more that I'm one of the only people that will work on digital organizing. Actually, Mm. like I have other organizers who will refer me for the digital organizing because they'll find random people that want that. Yeah. And they don't, know or want to do it and so now I'm kind of becoming that go-to person for the digital stuff
0: well I definitely should hire you because I have thousands (laughs) like probably 8,000 emails (laughs) that I haven't (laughs) deleted I just did somebody's
1: email and I think every single month there was easily five or six hundred emails for every single month and I was going back a couple years
0: wow So what, I mean, the majority of that spam mail, right?
1: Some of it's spam, just those stupid things you always get, those advertisements, but some of it's important stuff. And so as I'm going through, I usually ask a bunch of open-ended questions again at the start of it to figure out what is important to keep, what kinds of things am I going to come across, Mm -hmm. um, what kinds of things is not important anymore, uh, I'll usually ask how far back do they want to be able to access their emails. For me, I keep about two years in my folders. And then every January, I delete the other
0: year. Mm, okay.
1: Um, so I figured out that. And the system really is really easy once it's all cleaned up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you just keep it cleaned up. You
1: just keep it cleaned up. But the way that you use the <clears> folders, the way that... Because every email has a search bar. Every email mm-hmm. has folder capabilities, whether you can do subfolders or not. Every email has like the flagging or the star feature for the really important stuff. And if you can utilize those techniques, you could have a very organized email.
0: Now, for somebody who does this professionally now, um, what what kind of role does has it taken a Part of your life? Like, does it help you tremendously to stay that organized, or is it difficult for you to stay organized because you're working on everybody else's organizations?
1: I'm going to be very real. Be real. Right now. Be real. Okay. I am a hot mess. <laughs> 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 I personally am a very hot mess sometimes. Um, people always ask me, Your house must be pristine because mm. you're a pro organizer. I never think that. No, it's not. No. It's not pristine. Uh, the difference is, is it takes me 15 minutes to get the house ready for somebody to come over, mm, yeah. right? I have a husband. I have a three-year-old. I have a dog. Yeah. Dog aside, he's a husky, so I, my oh, house yeah. is never truly clean, yep. <laughs> uh, but it takes me 15 minutes to get everything back because of the systems I have in place. Right. Right. Um, sometimes I fall behind just like everybody else. Sometimes I fall behind on my mail systems or my paperwork mm-hmm. systems. Um, sometimes I decide I don't want to do the dishes every single day. Um, and so I fall a little behind, but I just have to take that second and be like, okay, man, it, you got to get back into it. Cause you're starting to feel like you need to catch up when you're, you should be pulling everybody behind you. I'm starting to right. feel like the lackey.
0: Right.
2: And
1: I'm like, okay, I got to get myself <laughs> back in order every now and then.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely get that. I have a cousin who owns a, a pretty successful cleaning business, um, in, uh, near charlotte north carolina south carolina south carolina i believe she lives in south carolina but it's like right there on the edge and uh she was like everybody tells me like my house it must be the cleanest house ever and she's like i just don't ever have time to clean my own house and so yeah so now like whenever somebody owns a cleaning business or like an organization business i'm like they are probably really good at what they do they're really busy but their crap is a mess
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's my office. <laughs> but I understand because you're yeah.
0: busy. Like it's hard to stay organized. It's so and clean.
1: hard. But I think the difference is is um for every cleaner, for every organizer, for junk removal companies, the mm. whole nine yards.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, we have our our stuffs kind of a mess in of itself, but. It takes us significantly less time to get it back to where it needs to go because we already have the knowledge, the resources, and right. everything to do that. Right. It takes us significantly less time. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I recently got our our mail system back in order. I'm like, look, now I have a giant pile of things to file. <laughs> I'll do that. It's okay. <laughs> but, like, I have the pile, and it's organized, and it's not spread across my desk. Right. Right. So that's the thing is I have my system. I haven't done my very specific task of filing it. Right. But I know exactly where it's going to be filed. And it's not going to take me an hour or multiple hours like some people it takes to get their paperwork organized and filed away. I already have the system. So I already know. You just got to do it. I just got to just start plopping papers in. (laughs) That's all I need to do.
0: Now, you're obviously really busy. You have the business. You have family. You have kids. But you're still finding time to... Remodel a bus. What is what is the thought process behind that? What is the purpose for remodeling the bus, and what is your goals for it? Like, what do you guys plan on doing?
1: So we purchased our bus. Her name's Apona because Epona. We're, we're huge Legend of Zelda fans, uh, and so we named the her nerd. bus. Yeah, we're we're the nerds. <laughs> we're real nerdy. Uh, <laughs> so, um, her name's Apona, and we purchased her back in twenty twenty one like kind of during-ish the pandemic. Um, Yeah, because my son was already born and we hadn't quite moved back up here to Lansing. So 2021, and we've always had this dream of living in a tiny home. And we love living minimal. And uh, that was a really big thing, was van life and bus life was really, really popular back in 2021 because of the pandemic. Because people were like, well, I'm just going to go live on a bus and travel the country instead of being stuck in my house here in Lansing. <laughs> and so we bought the bus and we decided what we want to do to all of ourselves because we're very handy people. And um, so we started working on it. We ripped out all the seats and we had to convert and we found out my husband's a little tall. So we had to hire somebody to actually come cut the bus in half horizontally to raise it up so that it's taller actually i think the inside is actually taller than my house wow Ceiling, like at this point i have a very small house as well (laughs) but uh we want to live on the bus we want to live minimal we want to save some money and we want to just customize this to where um it's a hundred percent us so like yeah as you can see like we are, it's going to be Legend of Zelda themed, Holy. the whole nine yards. Um, I have a vision for what the inside's going to look like when it's all said and done, but we're actively working on it.
0: So do you plan on selling your house and living in that full time?
1: We plan to rent the house and turn it into a rental and then live in the bus full time wow. is the goal.
0: So where would you, I mean, I mean because wh- wh- would you have to stay at like a campground or something? Like what is...
1: So there's a couple different ways that people can do this so one is you stay at a campground but that tends to be kind of expensive because you have Mm -hmm. to pay for your nightly fees right um most people end up moving out west with their vans and their buses because more out west there's public land that you can just pop a squad on and just stay there for however long you need Out east and by us, there's not a whole lot of public land to do that with. Right. So our goal actually is, since we are so handy, is to buy homes and flip houses. Buy a house, Mm. flip it, sell it. And while we're renovating said house, live in the bus. Because that is one of the legal ways to do that is you can live out of an RV if you're building a house or doing a big Mm. renovation to a house. You can live out of your RV, which is what our bus is considered.
0: That is cool. Yeah. So how do you power something like that?
1: Solar. Solar. So there's two different ways. So solar is the main thing. If you just want to try and get free electricity, solar, really good solar panels. Um, The other way is you can install shore power, which is a lot of RVs have the exact same thing, but you just plug into a shoreline and get normal electricity from the normal grid.
0: Sorry. I want to log into my account because I want to view these pictures but it won't let me
1: I love I love my little bus <laughs> it's a big bus it's a big 40 footer
0: <laughs> it, it looks huge
1: it is huge and um I can't touch the ceiling of the bus right now after the roof was raised up and we put the sheet metal on like we hired somebody to come and raise the roof and he welded everything back together but it was our responsibility to cover it with the new sheet metal. And so that was a really fun experience of <laughs> drilling out rivets, drilling holes, putting the new sheet metal in, and then yeah. using our new rivet gun to do that.
0: <laughs> I think there's somebody else that is doing this uh, in Lansing as well. Or there's a Grand couple Ledge.
1: buses. So there's a few buses that I've passed Um and in and around this area. Yeah. Um and you can usually spot them. The way to spot a schoolie is going to be Schooly. yeah, that's what the that, <laughs> it's the schoolie community S K O O L I E is the schoolie community. Well, you could spot a schoolie is usually it's a diff- it has to be a different color. Ours isn't painted yet, but it's because ours to be road legal needs to be a different color other than yellow. Really? So, um any any schoolie is going to be a different color. It's not going to be the yellow. Okay. Um, you're also looking for some people put roofs, uh, uh, decks on the top of their roof. Yeah. Um, you're also looking for like just general like curtains th- across the windows. But, and yeah. ours is going to have like RV windows. So that'll be nice. That's ours cool. is very, very distinctly going to be a schoolie, but some are a little harder to spot than others.
0: What is the account called again?
1: Legend of That's Lyford. Right.
0: I want to pull it up. It's not coming up. I don't know why. I think my internet's not working that well. Yeah, that's Great all right. Deal. It's all right. Um. Yeah. No, the pictures look. Yeah, I seen a picture of your husband touch trying he's to touch the six ceiling. Foot. Yeah, and
1: he's six foot and barely touch it. So that's a
0: That's really cool. And how many kids do you have? I just have one. You have one.
1: Yeah. We have one yeah. uh, and then uh, one dog right now.
0: Okay. And it looks like a big bus. So like you'll have plenty of room with you. in Yeah.
1: The- so our bedroom is going to be in the back and then there's going to be a little bit of storage on one side is going to be the bathroom and then bunk beds for child and maybe one day future child. <laughs> um, and then we've got kitchen on both sides, like in storage space for pantry and then living room. And then the driver, if you're going back to front. Um, but the living room space is going to have like a couch on both sides that can turn into a bed. That can also turn into dining room table. So it's going to be super multi-purposeful.
0: That's like a organizer's dream it <laughs> to it's be awesome. able to customize a whole bus. <laughs>
1: oh, I have so many little plans. I already planned, like I already have plans for like the armrest. Because you literally need to utilize every single ounce mm, of space yeah, yeah. inside that small of a space. So like I even have plans for like the armrest being able to flip up for storing um, either board games or video game consoles. So like one will have like our switch to store in That's there. Cool. One will have like a spot for me to store and charge laptops. It'd
0: Very cool. That's cool. I'm super excited. <laughs> about it. <laughs> so when do you guys anticipate it being done?
1: Um, We are actively getting back into working on it uh husband's car accident last year kind of put a damper on the fall size stuff and then my work has taken up a good chunk of our spring so we're hoping to get it into a somewhat livable point um probably springtime that gives us all winter because right now we can start working on the inside of it for a while there we couldn't do anything on the inside because we needed to convert a bunch of the metal and everything and paint over it with rust preventative right but now we're at a point where we can actually start doing a bunch of stuff in the inside we just need to really get the floor done done with the subfloor and everything and then we can really start moving forward
0: how do you because the buses have to be like a certain weight right like it can't be over it can't be too heavy right so how do you keep it from being heavy. I mean, do you use like two by fours? What is how are you framing things?
1: So it's a lot of. Um, we're gonna be ripping a lot of wood, and it's not gonna be true dimensional lumber like two by fours. We've right. gotta really be limited in what we're doing, but also right. having the right thickness, especially in our walls and ceiling, to have the right amount of insulation. So right. it's gonna be spray foam insulation because okay, we we're in Michigan. Right. People think I'm crazy because I'm like I want to live in my bus full time <laughs> in Michigan. <laughs> And people look at me like
0: I'm crazy. I'm like,
1: <laughs> I know I need a lot of insulation. Be, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be insulated.
1: <laughs> so um it's kind of balancing what are our wants versus what are our needs. Right. As much as I would love to have like a nice stone countertop in the kitchen because then I know I don't have to do a bunch of stuff, that's gonna be really heavy right and then we got to make sure we weight the bus right there's not too much weight on the left side versus the right side Mm. and so it's just a little bit more of pre-planning on the front end with the overall design
0: and do you have to have it um checked over by anybody like officially or i don't think so no do you have to have a cdl to drive it no no
1: so um in michigan You do not have to have a CDL to drive a school bus unless you're transporting people. So when my husband brought the bus from Illinois back to Michigan, he didn't have to have a CDL to drive it. Um, And now because of the point where it's at and it's build, we were able to get it converted into an RV. So it's no longer Mm, technically classified as a bus. It's an RV and you don't need a CDL to drive an RV.
0: Some of those RVs, I feel like you should. you should. Have you have you seen some of those? They're huge. They're huge. They're like They're, bigger than semis.
1: I luckily have I, a very. Uh, I have a friend who used to be a school bus driver, and she's told me she's like, bring the bus by sometime, and I will show you how to drive it. And I'm like, I'm really intimidated <laughs> to drive this thing. My husband drives it. I don't drive it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would be a little intimidating. I think. Yeah,
1: it really. It, it it's very intimidating because it's. I, I'm not good at driving trucks because it's too long.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> so do you guys plan on traveling around the country? I, I know you said you plan on like staying at buying houses and staying there and fixing it up. But do you plan on doing any traveling with it?
1: I would love to do traveling with it, especially like in the summertime yeah. during breaks and stuff, just because then we don't have to fly everywhere. We could just take our home with us. There's right. no hotel needed. I told my husband I'm like I can go to Disney so many more times if we just stay at the RV the Disney RV oh, park. Yeah. We could just do that and save so much money. Right. <laughs> I think that'll be the first real strong test of of it is a trip down to Florida mm-hmm. because my, my grandma lives down there, but also I love Disney. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would uh, that would be the best way to do a, like a family vacation. Cheaper, a lot cheaper.
1: It's a lot cheaper and And
0: you can just sleep and stop whenever you need exactly yeah and cook it'd be a lot cheaper I, I took a trip to Florida a couple of years ago with my family and we stopped I think one night at a hotel and then we obviously have to stop and like get food all the time and but if you could just stop and cook whenever you need or like sleep whenever you need and then just get back on the road it'd it's be, so much better.
1: Yeah. So much and I better. think that's the that's one of the things that a lot of um, people don't think about. They're like, oh, I'm just going to travel the country, being all these beautiful places. There's a lot of in-between time that people don't usually think about, which is the stops where you're hanging out in a Walmart parking lot mm, right. or you're hanging out at just a general rest stop. Granted, you can you yeah. have all your normal amenities, but there's a lot of not so pretty parts to living the yeah. Vayner's school bus life. Yeah,
0: I could imagine <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Um, now is there anything else you want to promote or uh, talk about on the podcast?
1: I love organizing. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I've seen
0: a picture of you doing jujitsu. Are you? Oh, I
1: do jujitsu. I do a million different things. Okay. So if I had to rattle off all the things that I do, I'm a, I'm a mom. I am a white, uh, a mom, a wife. I'm a professional organizer and business owner. I also have a podcast, which is "Talk Clutter" to me, uh, which is super new. Um, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu in my spare time. Where do you do it at? I do it at Magic BJJ okay. here in Lansing. Okay. Great school. They also have judo classes and yoga classes, kids classes. Yeah. I love I love the school and the owners. Um, I.
0: What belt? What color belt are you?
1: I'm a blue belt, but okay. I've been a blue belt for roughly three years. How
0: long have you done jiu-jitsu? <laughs>
1: uh, five years now. Okay. I've been in it for five years, and I love every second of it. It is probably my favorite stress relief. One of my favorite stress relievers. It's got to be
0: one of the best ways it's to. It's like
1: human chess with your body. Yeah. Um, And for those of you who don't know what Brazilian jiu-jitsu is, it is like wrestling on steroids, and so instead of trying to pin the person, you're trying to choke them or break their arm, <laughs> uh, but in a controlled, friendly way.
0: And it, it's full of love. It really it, is. Yeah, like everybody that, I mean, most people that you you spar or, you know, um, wrestle around with, Yeah, they, they all just like afterwards, you know, you, you high five and you're like, wow, yeah. that was fun. I um, had the privilege of uh, going to an event last year in September in Chicago. It's called Roger Up. It was uh, an event with um, uh, this guy who was on the podcast before. His name's Kevin Ross. He's a Muay Thai champion, and he was a a public speaker there. And so I went to go see him speak, and then I got to see all these other people. Well, part of the event was uh going to the UFC gym across the street and training with some of the world class jujitsu uh trainers.
1: Oh, that'd been so cool. It
0: was one of the coolest experiences. I have a video of me sparring uh one of the guys who uh trains all the everybody. And uh it, he was just toying around with me. But it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. I want to do it, but
1: it's so much fun. You should try it. You should check it out, Magic BJJ. J I've been I've
0: been wanting to. I just haven't.
1: Well you just need to do yeah. it. I think I the first first week is free i don't know okay. they do so many free classes like to just get into it they do gi which is the big thick uniforms mm-hmm. they do no gi, which is more like what you see in like mma yeah um and it is so relaxing and the community is so incredibly supportive of everybody and everything i i started five years ago and then i had my son so i actually i started at a different gym um, down in Monroe, Michigan, Monroe Jiu-Jitsu. And while I was pregnant, I was still able to do Jiu-Jitsu because I had done it for so long. Yeah. And it kept me active. And all of my training partners were incredibly amazing. They were sensitive. They made sure that I was staying safe. And I I was smart in choosing my partners. Right. Well, right. Um, I was able to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu seven months pregnant. Wow. And I only stopped because I couldn't, I was, I was literally doing positions that weren't like correct. (laughs) I was trying, I was so big that I couldn't. And, um, I had to stop because of that, but I would still go to class. I'd watch, take notes. Um, I had my son, I was able to take my son with me when I went back. That's cool. And like, he would just chill in the corner. I'd start training again. Um, my son goes with me still to this day he's three and he just kind of sits over there he loves watching us do it yeah um but he's a three-year-old so he runs around (laughs) a lot and the community even at this my new gym here in lansing um i've been here for roughly two years now okay i think at this at the specific (laughs) gym and uh they're so incredibly supportive i'll be doing something over here and then one of my teammates is like no Owen and is like trying to get him to, <laughs> to like not like do something he's not supposed to do so I I'm so incredibly thankful for my jujitsu community because that's awesome they allow me to keep going right like, even with my three-year-old that that's very cool my terror
0: <laughs> that's so cool I mean a lot of people like when you when you talk about doing jujitsu or joining a jujitsu gym, or I used to be a part of um, uh, a gym out in Perry. It was called Functional Fitness, and so it was like a wasn't CrossFit, but it was just like a lot of like functional type training. And same thing, we like we could bring our kids. And you just think when you think about that, you think about like, oh wow, well, these are just a bunch of meatheads, or they're they just want to like choke you out, or like or break your arm. Like no. these are just meatheads, but no, they're the some of the most supportive people that you'll ever meet. They really yeah. are.
1: I was I was getting dressed after uh, class. I was getting into my normal people clothes, and I look <laughs> across the mat. and My son had like ran over to the water fountain. He like wanted a drink, but forgot his water bottle by where I was. And I just seen like one of my teammates picked him up to get him like up to the water fountain level. And I'm like, that's so sweet. Like that's cool. <laughs> that's so sweet to like help him.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I had a girl on that that I know. I've known her for. A long time, but she owned um, a beauty salon, and then she also did jujitsu out of her salon. Like she taught people.
1: Oh, that's so cool! And
0: um, I can't remember. It was like Beauty and Beast or something like that. I think that's what it was called. Huh. Yeah, but she she's pregnant and just gave birth, so I think she might have stopped that for a while. But
1: yeah, it's it's really hard uh, having a baby and then doing like trying to get back into jujitsu. Did you ever
0: have somebody tell you like, no, you shouldn't be doing that? <laughs> I feel like people would.
1: I had so it was my first OB. Um when I first when I got pregnant the first time. My first OB was like, No, you really shouldn't be doing that. And um it was a really bad OB, not here in the area or anything. And she pretty much like shamed me because I ended up having a miscarriage. She shamed me blaming jujitsu. Wow. And I'm like, No, and that's not true. So I found a new OB, thankfully. And um She's like if you've been doing it and you're comfortable and you can do it smart, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. And so like and what's crazy is every time I've been pregnant, I've always like been in the middle of training for a competition so that I wasn't able to do a competition and I was really <laughs> pissed.
0: <laughs> my um my wife her and I used to do kettlebell uh, competitions. Oh, and so, so cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um she had an OB tell her that she should she shouldn't lift weights. That's and it's like It's not like that. Like, if you've been doing it, you're fine as long as you're smart about it. You don't – obviously, you're not going to push yourself, like, to where you're going to, like, miscarry or anything. Right. And
1: and even for, like, so long in that first, like, half of the pregnancy. Yeah. Really. It's, like – Yeah. It's really hard to do any sort of damage, especially – and I had miscarried before – the three month mark. Mm, So there was literally like there was nothing that I had done. Right. But she was trying to shame me for it. And so, but I left and I found a new one and literally everybody was so incredibly supportive. My, my team, male, female across the board was super supportive. And then even, um, as I was coming back, extremely supportive. And it was really unique and interesting to be in that position where I was coming back because not only was I, breastfeeding my baby, but I was also like, had a ton more weight that I needed than <laughs> I was used to. And I was so weak cause I wasn't doing pushups, but
2: <laughs> uh, it was,
1: it was hard coming back, but I'm so thankful I did. And I don't go as much as I used to anymore cause I'm so busy, but, um, I wish I could.
0: Do you have, uh, any plans to, um, to, go, to move up in, in your belts?
1: I would love to move up but I'm yeah. not I'm not the kind of I think when I was a white belt I kind of had this kind of thought and ego kind of that, like I wanted to move up fast. You don't want
0: to be a white belt. I don't
1: want to be a white belt. Yeah. Like I'm a second degree black belt in Taekwondo Are you? as well. Wow. But it's been a while since I did that. So I'm just don't even mention <laughs> it half the time. Um. So I kind of had like this weird ego thing going on and I don't know why, but I got my blue belt was super happy and thankful. And I felt like I deserved my. Uh, like it felt great to have my blue belt. And I took so much time off and yeah. then I came back and I'm like, wow, I am. I don't feel like a blue belt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really at a point where I'm like not, I'm not forcing it. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Like I'm a three-year blue belt now and it's because I've been so inconsistent with my training too. Right, right. So um, it happens, it happens, but I'm not, I'm good.
0: It's a good skill to have though, regardless of what belt you are, oh, yeah. to be able to learn how to fight somebody off. Fight somebody off defend yourself and know you like how to get away.
1: Right. That's really what I like was huge for me is like how do you get away? Because not only um most people, you know, just knowing that information, but as a female who I as an organizer, I go mm. to people's houses. Right. And Came so into my house, I, basement. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, let me tell you. What about <laughs> So like knowing that I I have steps that I have taken, like yeah. I know where I'm coming. Somebody knows I'm here. That somebody else knows right. where, that, where I'm going to be at. Somebody know, like, I know how to deal with things from further away, how to deal with things right. close up. Right. I have all these steps, like, your house is beautiful on the outside. House is a little sketchier. I'd be on the yeah. phone with my husband when I came to the door. That's funny. Sort of things like that <laughs> to keep myself safe. <laughs>
0: That's funny that you say that because I've had, I mean, from the start of this podcast, that was, like, one of my biggest concerns is, like, especially having, like, women come on like just them and it it just be me to this day I always want my wife to be here because I'm like if you're here that kind of gives them like an like women an ease of comfort knowing that there's a woman here like then they know they're not going to generally get raped and murdered in my basement um (laughs) (laughs) but now like I've done so many episodes it's it's not it's not even a thought I really have anymore and I hope that many many people don't have that thought but at first, it was like trying to get people to come into the basement to do the podcast so they're like, "Oh, it's down here." like, yeah, it's mm. down here. <laughs> um, but like I think that you know, like you said, having like a nice like, I don't know, like a nice appearance, it helps it does it weirdly
1: and, enough does really, really help it, and and I encourage any any women, especially like, organizers cleaners realtors people who are going to a house where it might just be them and they it might be the first time they're meeting that person whatever have like a strategy plan of like things to look for when you arrive how to park your car Mm. um all the whole nine yards to where if something did happen you kind of have this rundown list did i do this did i do this
0: right right and like
1: from a far away to okay, we're up close and personal now. Like I have yeah. strategies at every single point in time.
0: That's a, that's a really good point. That's something that I don't think most men have to think about. No. I mean, like when I, unfortunate, whenever but. I meet somebody, I don't ever think about that.
1: Yeah. And that's but. the thing is like, I, I pull up to a house, I'm looking at the house. Are there any broken windows? Just like, <laughs> like I'm looking at all these things right. and I'm like, okay. It looks good. All right. We're going to go to the doors or cameras. Okay. There are cameras. Okay. Well, is it just a doorbell camera or do they have like multiple cameras (laughs) and they're like being sketchy? Sketchy. Like, (laughs) uh, is it a sketchy neighborhood? Right. Usually Google search the neighborhood just to make sure. And then depending if I, I, if I kind of get bad vibes or good vibes, I have stuff in my car that I'll usually bring in with me on a first occurrence. Yeah. I'm like. Just in case.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, knows? you definitely <laughs> need to. You definitely need to. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, to have forms of self-protection is extremely important, even for men. I yeah. mean, it's, it's even important. Even for men, it's so yeah.
1: important because like you don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Somebody... I had,
0: had an incident happen here at the house where, oh, really? yeah, it was insane. I have a video of it um, where this was so long ago. it's probably my son was just born. So it was six years ago. Um, I was on the phone with my wife. I had just gotten home from work. It was I was on day shift, and uh, she had to run some errands. And so she left. But like prior in the day, she was talking to me on the phone and was telling me about this dog that had been wandering around the neighborhood. Weird, weird, right? Okay. So she leaves. She calls me. She's like, hey, that dog I was telling you about is just walking down the sidewalk. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like looking out the window, couldn't see it. I go outside, still couldn't see it go to the end of the driveway still didn't see it but i'm looking down at the end of the street and there's this dude who was walking with this girl and they were kind of yelling back and forth and he pushed her and like she fell on the ground i'm like on the phone with my wife i'm like uh this dude just like pushed this girl and i thought like maybe they're siblings and they just got into a little like right (laughs) right whatever and um i'm like okay that's interesting well, then he's seen me on the phone and starts yelling at me. He's like, you motherfucker, if I come down, like, if you're on the phone, calling the police, blah, 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 like, flipping out. He's like, I'm coming down there to beat your ass. And I'm like, Ugh. uh-oh. <laughs> um, I was like, call the police. I'm going inside to get my gun. And so I go inside, go into my safe, get my handgun out. And uh, I also have, I have a CPL to carry, so whatever. Yeah. Um, go to the front door. The dude is at my front door, about to open the screen. And... I'm like, you stop right there. I have a gun. I will shoot. And he stopped. And then immediately I pulled up my phone. And I just started recording because I'm like, if I have to do something, like if he steps yeah. in the house, like I think I locked the screen too, uh-huh. uh huh, just so he like extra protection, but yeah. you can break extra that five seconds. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I didn't know what the dude's deal was like. He was foaming at the mouth when he was talking. I'm like, is he on drugs? Like what's going on? And it took like maybe three or four minutes for me to realize, like, okay, this guy is just like special needs or something. Um, and he was, I don't know why he was in our neighborhood, but yeah, he was just at the door like yelling at me. And like, I'm like, dude, just, just leave. The police are coming. And he wouldn't leave. And he kept telling me, just shoot me, just shoot me. And I'm like, I'm not going to shoot you. Like if you step right. in my house, I'll shoot you. But, um, but yeah. So then like, I guess my whole neighborhood called the police and he starts to leave and he, he just pees in my yard he just pulls down his pants starts peeing in my yard and then he's like walking away gets her like around the curve and like 15 cop cars roll up Oh my god! and he takes off running they start chasing him and they end up tasing him and arresting him but yeah it was like like it, this is a decent neighborhood and nice. something like that happened it was like it so it's important to have self-protection at all times
1: at all times you know, and whether and your
0: beliefs are to have guns or not to have guns or to have pepper spray or knives or whatever it is like you need yeah. to have something to protect yourself
1: agreed I 100% agree and having stuff that are is easily accessible but also you know child safety too yeah. is a huge thing for Absolutely. some of us and I think I think people are like weirded out when I tell them yeah I have a bunch of guns at my house I'm like <laughs> Like yeah, but they're they're safe and they're locked away and they're just for safety and we know where the keys are. I know how to unload a shotgun. I know how to load it and use it. And they're like, whoa! And they're like, well, you've seen what kind of neighborhood I live in. Like, I don't live in a great neighborhood right now. Um, but like, I know that if something were to, I've I've done a bunch of stuff to prevent that part though. Like, I've got homes. Even at my own house, I have home security. I know jujitsu. Yeah, like. I've got a phone yeah. on me at all times. Like yeah. I know my neighbors and we they know me. Yeah. So there's none of that kind of stuff happening. And
0: right. And that that's one of the most important forms of security for your home, is your neighbors being able yes. to see something's not right and call in the police. And that's what happened in that scenario for me. Is literally, I think like four of my neighbors called the police, okay. including us. Yeah. Like my wife was on the phone and then she hung up and called the police. And so when All these people called, that's why so many cops came and it's like okay. And so we're back. It's still choppy, but I'm not sure why. We'll figure it out. out. Um, so you're an illustr you're uh an author. Um
1: well soon to be author. Soon to be author.
0: What is the book about?
1: The book is um I don't have a title for it quite yet. I'm still working on the illustrations. I got the story. It's about um being okay with your emotions. And being okay to express your emotions. Mm. So it's about a monster, a a girl, um, who, when she shows her emotions, she turns into these different monsters. And um, she doesn't like that. And she, like, people have treated her differently because of it. And so she tries to hide her monsters. And eventually throughout the story, she learns that certain people will love and embrace her for her being able to show her emotions and monsters.
0: Oh, uh, that sounds like a really good book.
1: I'm so excited for it. Um, I'm not the greatest artist in the world, but I've always wanted to author illustrate this specific book. Yeah. But um, that's actually a
0: really good idea.
1: I love it so much. And it's, it's short, it's quick and to the point, And it's, hopefully going to allow other kids to be comfortable expressing their emotions because um i i don't know why i've always been i've always felt like i was emotionally stunted Uh, Mm. (laughs) so i'm not good at expressing emotions myself
0: i think it's something that was kind of like pushed upon us like by society right like i'm how old are you
1: i'm i'm 30 you're 30 30. okay so we're the same age yeah
0: and so i feel like that thing that wasn't quite like like it wasn't okay essentially to be emotional
1: right and i think that thing now it's well it's so much more accepted right and um we've been we've taught our son that be able to express his emotions and it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be sad we just need to talk about it if you're angry it's not okay to hit right we need to use our words to talk about and find a so um, hopefully this book helps others understand like it's okay different
0: that's awesome. So what do you plan on having?
1: The goal is this year. Wow. It was supposed to be last year. I've been working on it for a long time. So the story first off nothing but zombie super popular. <laughs> um started of like why grumpy Mr. Zombie, and it was like trying to figure out why the zombie is so grumpy and going from figure out, you know, ways to make the zombie not so grumpy. Um
2: but then I felt like I needed more of an emotional time. And then zombies
1: became monsters and the emotion came in and that's what it kind of turned into.
0: That's very cool. Yeah. That is very cool. I'm, so I'm excited person. for it. Well, thank you. When I'm, you come back or when, when that comes out, would you come back on? Of course. Yeah. To definitely. It? I right, will cool.
1: definitely come back and promote that because I'm so excited and everybody I tell about this book, the illustrations are probably like seventy percent done. Wow. That's the thing, is I'm I'm getting close to being done. So
0: what is the process like when you are writing a kid's book? Like, do you have to go through, like, how do you get it published?
1: So I am self-publishing this book. So I have not had to go through the process of sending a transcript of it to a publisher and saying, here, do you want to publish this? Um, I'm just going to self-publish it through Amazon KDP and just go from there, Cool. which is really nice. Um, If you don't know about Amazon KDP, you can just upload whatever book you want. And then they will print on demand.
0: Hold on. Sorry. Something just happened with my. I think it's going still. Okay.
1: So it will just print on demand when people order the book, which is really, really nice. And they just take a small fee for that. Um, But the process was, is I had to come up with the idea and come up with drafts of the story is really what I came down to. So I had like the one draft, and then it kind of kept changing and changing the more I revised it and edited it. Et- et- did it. <laughs> it just kept evolving, changing. Like, this part made sense. We loved this part, but for some reason, this didn't make sense or it wasn't flowing right. And I think I've, on draft 18, became my last draft wow. of the story. And even then, before draft eight before draft one, I had then switched from the zombie. So like I started with the zombie idea first and then I was like, nope. And then I started with this monster idea. The monster idea. there was more drafts before.
0: <laughs> I like the monster idea. The monster idea yeah. is
1: cute. I have different monsters. Each one looks a little bit different. <laughs> and um i've I've tried to embody the emotion like, what does sadness look like to me and what Mm. does happy look like to me um, without trying to like look off of like other elements. Right. Right. So um, that was really fun. And then kind of, as I came up with the story, I kind of had an idea for like different pictures that I would use and how it would like look inside of a book. Would it be across the whole two pages or would it be single page or how would the images work? Um, and then starting to work on those designs.
0: Is it, so is it just you working on this or are you working with somebody else? This is literally
1: just me. This has been kind of a passion project. Um, and like I said, I came up with the zombie idea probably like eight years ago and roughly two years ago, I decided to start on this book. I was going to try and get it done before Halloween last year, but that just didn't work with, everything else going on yeah so the goal is to get it done this year
0: wow by halloween
1: hopefully by halloween because wow. i think it'd be super cute with that monster idea yeah that would be yeah
0: that'd be really cool i'm excited for it oh thank you yeah. i love that you got so many things going on because i'm also somebody who has like a bunch of things going on right. and everybody's like how do you do them it's like i just do it i, I just
1: do it and it's it's not like um i think people think the same thing of me I'm like how do you yeah. do all of that i'm like well, I'm not doing all of them always at the same right, time. Right, It's it's like I'm doing a little bit of everything, so it takes a little bit longer sometimes. Or I have to go 100% into the business, mm. and then the drawing and illustrating go to the wayside for a while. Right. And then I pick it back up. So I only have the same 24 hours that everybody else has. <laughs> it's just Wait. how am I dividing my time and my weeks? Right. To achieve those.
0: Yeah. And are you sitting around watching Netflix or are you working on something that you're passionate about?
1: Right. We don't have a TV at the house. Really? Yeah. We don't have a TV at our house. I feel we, like this we could just keep going. I know, right? This. We uh, <laughs> we really could. We um, got rid of the TV a long time ago because we didn't want my son to watch TV the first year mm. like they recommend. And we achieved that. We even got rid uh-huh. of all of our video game consoles and everything. And getting rid of video games is hard for us. <laughs> we only just got video game councils earlier this year um so it, like my son's three so it took us three years to get all of, like even start doing video games wow. again um but it's because we realized so much of our time was being spent on watching tv and playing video games that we could have been using that time for something else
0: right yeah it's one of the biggest things for uh, like it's a huge hindrance for success and for so many people i don't really watch any tv I think last night was the first time I actually sat down and watched something in like months. Yeah. Like I never watch anything. And I just watched it like a documentary. It was like <laughs> a three episode. Of course, right. It was a huge waste of time, but it was, uh, I had nothing else to do. I was like mowing the yard and then it just started raining. I'm like, well, now what? Right. And there's always things you can do, like yeah. work on the podcast or whatever. But I don't know. Like sometimes it is beneficial to just sit there and watch, watch something.
1: It is sometimes really beneficial. I really leave that to the end of the night for myself now. Like I've been trying to be better for myself, take care of myself better. And I know yeah. and I know that playing the video games and sometimes binge watching something on Netflix or something is what's going to help me decompress right, at the end of the right. night. And so I have been incorporating that back into my life, playing Tears of the Kingdom, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> loving every second of it. And I feel like I'm not making any progress. But uh, there's just... It's so huge. If you've played Tears of the Kingdom recently, you understand that it's just so much bigger than any other Zelda game Mm -hmm. out there that they've ever created. It's so much bigger. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't know. (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) Well, Amanda, this was uh, a lot of fun. Um, I look forward to doing it again. Yes, definitely. Um, Thank
1: you so much for having us having me on. I was gonna say us, but
0: absolutely. And so if people want to find you, they can find you at easylifeorganizing.com, right? Or yep. yeah, dot com.
1: Easylifeorganizing.com. Um, you can follow my podcast at talkclutter uh, Instagram's Easy Life Organizing, Facebook's Easy Life Organizing. Everything's Easy Life Organizing.
0: Awesome. And all of that will be in the show notes. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. See you everybody.